Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Jurassic Views, Zyaquina, Bryce Diamond, and it's over. Just like that. Season done. Behind us. Um, the plan is happening. The playoffs get started on the weekend, and we're not part of it. And this is a feeling that I haven't felt in eight years, just like Raptors fans, it's a feeling my daughter has never experienced. Um, if you have any counseling ideas, if you have any ways to um, ensure that, that her mental health is okay at this time, give me some tips. Give me some pointers because uh, it's, we're, this is a, a place that we didn't want to be in. It's a place that we haven't been in a long time. Zyquina, how are you feeling now that it's all over. Bryce, do you know what I'm holding in my hand right now? Mm. I'm, I'm holding um, Dante's Inferno because, <laughs> I, because I feel like that has been the type of year that we've had. And, we, and kudos to us both um, for starting a pod um, on uh you know in a turbulent global condition and probably one of the worst uh um seasons that the raptors have experienced i, I would say uh during the Maasai era right during the kailari era and um you know we we crawled to the finish line you know and uh i think that generous crawled to the finish <laughs> we got we're on a hill and someone pushed us off and we rolled to the end <laughs> we're both both of us are uh long distance runners and so you know um y- you know uh some you know sometimes you just don't even have uh you know you gotta go you know and number not and i'm not talking about number one but i'm talking about number two wow. but wow. you're not gonna go to a porta potty you're yeah. just gonna continue going I feel like we've just crapped our shorts and right. just right. so we can get to the finish line because it's been just tough. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and it's no one wants tough. to be near us. No one wants to be near us. And it's not, it's not because of social distancing. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, yes, you arrive at the finish line, but it's, it, it, it took a lot out of you. Um, yeah. Quite but kudos, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but kudos to the players and um and the staff at uh um mlsc and the toronto raptors uh for being upstanding professionals in the light in light of the year that they've had um sure we're recording a podcast in the comforts of our own cozy homes in lockdown etc cetera, etc cetera. but to to have to experience um relocation and all the uh the circumstances that involved um, 
contracting the actual COVID-19 virus and that disrupting one's season. And more importantly, or even worse, uh, um, having an impact on one's health and well-being, both physical and mental. So, um, yes, you arrive at the finish line. You haven't accomplished what you sought to achieve in terms of making a run in the playoffs. Um, but uh, putting all things in perspective, my goodness gracious, um, you know, uh, there's no fatalities. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. no, you know, no, no, no family members that we know of within the, bra- you know, the Raptors brass, you know, have been severely impacted. So at least having a, 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 a human angle to all of this, I think, is, is relieving. Um, it's a relief, I should say. Yeah. Um, we, we're going to get to some, you know, uh, important conversations about what happens next. Um, we're going to talk about some of the exit interviews uh, that uh, the players had and the coaching staff, specifically Nick Nurse, had in the last couple of days with the media. But before we get there, I know that you and I usually choose Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry as our, our favorite players, uh, being guys who played the point guard position, love uh, to talk about leadership, um, not just in basketball, but in general. I think that's why we love Masai so much. But this season, outside of Kyle and, and Fred, who is your favorite player to watch just to take in as they're playing the game? Maybe because they're growing, maybe because they're trying new things, um, maybe because they just, you know, they had a pretty decent season. Was there someone on the team who stood out for you as, as, a, as a guy you really enjoyed <laughs> watching? Uh, great question. And I don't have to go very far. Um, OG Ananobi, Bryce, uh, to see his growth, both as a player, um, but also as a leader, a very, very quiet, um, unsung leader, because even in his exit interview, he talked about, you know, um, this year, you know, was an opportunity for him to uh, show his leadership, right? You know, uh, be more vocal on the court in terms of being directing, um directing offense and defense, showing that, quote unquote, the new guys or the young guys, you know, um, the schemes. And just to hear him articulate um, in ways that are invoking a, a you know, I don't want to say a veteran because he's still quite young, but veteran-like sensibilities uh, it, it's uh, that was remarkable because essentially he's been growing right in front of us. Right. Um, not just as an athlete, but as, as a, as a young man, as a professional. And so I, I, I can't, I can't not be the African parent who's cheering from the, the bleachers and who's just bragging and embellishing the greatness of my son. Right. Um, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, Raptor fans have appreciated his, you know, his on-court uh, development. And, but for me, it more so is his intangibles. And especially in light of the year that we've had, Bryce, and two, especially the turnover that we've had on our roster with bringing in new guys, bringing in younger guys, OG taking, stepping up. And again, I think we've criticized slightly Pascal Siakam in terms of his demeanor. Um 
because of uh, the weight of leadership that's on his shoulders, rightly so. But it seems like uh, OG has assumed that type of role. Uh, and, and I, you know, again, I'm not doing a, you know, comparison who's better. I'm just saying that they're different, but OG shows a bit of a different emotional intelligence. I said different, not better, but different right. emotional intelligence that may be able to reach guys differently, i.e. a Gary Trent Jr. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, what's to come, but this past year, I've just, it's just been a joy to, to see him. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, there's been no doubt that it's been Chris Boucher. Mm. Um, there are times where, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm watching him play and I'm reminded of all the moments that Morris Peterson played his rookie season when I would be yelling at him not to shoot a tough three and he would hit mm. it. And then, and then mm. I'd go bananas cheering mm -hmm. for him. Uh, it seemed like so many of Chris Boucher's shots were these ones that it wasn't the first option in the offense. It no. might have been it might have been very early in the shot clock. Uh, yeah. But I remember that game. We, actually, we got to watch it together because uh, we were in a good position uh, within uh, the pandemic. But I think it was like early to mid February we saw that Philly game, the first one in Tampa. And Boucher was our MVP that game. He came yeah. out of nowhere, rallied yeah. us at the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth. And yeah. um, that was a special game to watch him. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's his, his body allows him to do so many things that very few people in the, in the league can do. And all those blocks on three, the three-point line that people talked about uh, it was just exceptional. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, to see him stride through the lane with only, you know, two steps from the three-point line, it, it's almost Giannis Antetokounmpo style. Like, he's just got this, this you know, flexibility and, and like, Stretch Armstrong-type uh, gift with his length that he does some, some unorthodox and yet some spectacular things. So I, I'm going to say... Chris Boucher. Now, uh, yeah, go Bryce, ahead. So you remember, you remember when, uh, you, you remember how Chris Boucher started the, the season shooting from mm -hmm. the three. You remember how hot he was? Oh, yeah. Like it, it was, we were wondering, okay, we know it's not sustainable. Right. But right. We're going to, we're going to ride this until the very end. Cause it's, it's incredible. Um, and uh, we saw him grow. I mean, you, 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 you marveled at, his game but th there was a lot of growth in his in his offensive repertoire especially with Sergi Baca and Marc Gasol gone it really gave an opportunity for him to to expand his game it was a great it was a great sight to see Montreal yeah. stand up yeah and and definitely Montreal stand up and it was definitely great to see him get into that four position mm -hmm. uh, a number of times in the second half of the season with uh, some of the guys being injured or not playing and Ken Birch coming alongside of him or Freddie Gillespie coming alongside of him. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that was fun. Um, obviously there's, there's lots of work on his game that he, he wants to do, but um, even that little pick and pop mid range jumper, yep. Yep. Um, you know, Serge Ibaka esque um, yep. 
you know, had me at times, even on the pod saying surge who at times. Hey, Um, just, just a reminder, he scored 30 points, three times, 30 plus points, three times this season. There was that huge, um, 38.19 rebound game. Yeah. uh, Against the Chicago bulls in a loss. Um, and, um, and then the 31 and 12 rebound game against OKC to, um, to for a win. So he showed you his bag, right? Yeah. Like he he, you know, a, a lot of a lot of a la Serge Ibaka. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun, man. Really fun. Now most of the extra ex- exit interviews that I paid attention to were the big names. Uh, sure. They were they sure. were Kyle. Masai, Nick. Um, I did take in Yudas because he's he's got such a uh, unique story uh, to the league. Uh, they were talking last night in the broadcast of the Celtics uh, Wizards game because uh, they also have a, a Japanese player. Uh, just the history of Japanese players in the NBA. It's it's a very short history. Um, yeah. It's a very small history. Um, were there any guys besides the main characters that you uh, listened to some exit interviews of? <laughs> um, there's lots, but I think I'll choose this guy because he's um, he hasn't been on the team for very long. And I think he's trying to do his best to insert himself, acclimate himself to not just the team, but the city. And interestingly enough, he hasn't really reported to the city because of how we've been relocated right. in Tampa Bay the last year. Uh, and that's Gary Trent Jr. Um, right. Obviously, his father um, having ties to the team, playing in the late 90s with the Toronto Raptors of old. But um, I feel like, you know, for a 22-year-old who has such a bright future and an opportunity to either uh, be resigned a one-year uh, or get an extension, get paid, um, which I think the Toronto Raptors will ultimately do to secure an asset and also to invest in him uh, to show that we we believe in him. I, I, I can't help but say that... Um, he really wants to carve hit, uh, a his own kind of, we talked about over the weekend with the Hall of Fame inductees. He wants to carve his own identity, right? That's, that's different from playing with the big names of Dame and McCollum in, in Portland. And I think there were moments this pat this year, at least in the second half that, you know, he, he, wanted to show his rep, his offensive repertoire, right? There was that buzzer beater he hit in uh, against the Washington uh, uh, Wizards. And that's not a offensive call, Neto. Um, and, <laughs> um, and then, you know, and so in the interview, you know, he talks about, well, you know, how, how great this franchise is. And, you know, it, every, and everyone's going to talk about that. And some of us, think you know you know for some of us having a tough season it's just like it's just you know it's romanticism all over but but I I really think he believes it and I really believe that he wants to be part of something here because 
both he sees the potential, he sees the opportunity, but he also, I, there's, there's, there's something I can't put my finger on, but even culturally, I think mm. that guy is different. And, right. and, that, and, and, and he sees an opportunity for him to express that in Toronto. In the, in the, in the, like in the city of Toronto, right? And yes, we have Drake and we have, you know, Hollywood North, et cetera, et cetera. But I still, I think there's something to be said about, similarly as how Sergi Baca was able to kind of um, express the eclectic, eclecticness of who yep. he was. I think there's that opportunity with Gary Trent. Yes, it's not all about basketball, um, it's it, it, it's you know a bit of basketball here but I also think it's beyond just that I think he wants to kind of um, uh, define himself I hope I've, I've articulated myself as best as I could but um, in, in his exit interview I sense that you know he it's not basketball accolades he's looking for I, I think it's something more than just that and right. um, as, as we know we talk about players beyond just what they do on the court and so I think um there's an opportunity for it uh, I and I hope Gary Trent doesn't disappoint me but he seems like a really great guy and I think um many of us have been convinced that we want him obviously on our roster but I also want him to thrive for all the reasons that he kind of echoed in in the exit interview yeah definitely uh I took in uh Ken Birch's uh yes. interview yeah. Um, that was that was uh, one of my other ones that w weren't the main group. I didn't even take in Fred and Pascal, um, but I I took in Yuda and and not Cam. even Fred. Come on, bro. I you not know even. I heard Fred talk to Jack and and Matt Devlin, and I felt like that was an exit interview for me <laughs> uh, for the third quarter of the game the other night. Um, and you know I, I've watched. Uh, interview upon interview with Fred. I know who he is. As is he, he's an open book, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, Kyle and him have similarities to you and I. We, you know, we're we're going to tell it like it is, and uh, you know, you might hold your cards a little tighter than than me, but I think in general we're going to be open and honest, and we're going to give some sound bites for the fans. Um, for the people, yeah, yeah, you know, and and Fred talked about his love for Toronto, just like Kyle did, but. Kem Birch, Kem Birch, yeah. if Gary Trent Jr. was this like, you know, eclectic uh, person, you know, young guy who's going to be growing, yeah. grow, growing up, fashionista, exactly. This, you know, th this uh, uh, avant-garde type uh, individual who is exciting and, and, and in some respects, there's a mystery about him. Like, what is he going to become as a personality? What is he going to become as a, as a player? There's, What's behind those bangs? Yeah. Ken, Ken Birch is <laughs> – sounds like a book uh, – is like apple pie. You know, he, he is like mama's home cooking. You know, you want to come back to, to it. And, and I felt like as I was listening to Ken Birch, now he kept his cards close, I will say, but Ken Birch was like, I just want to come home. That's what it seemed like. Like the pandemic's been hard. Orlando was hard. <laughs> I just want to come back to Canada and enjoy the team I grew up watching. Masai, you've won me. <laughs> you have my heart. <laughs> and it just felt like Thank such you for a saving pure... me from Orlando. 
Yeah, exactly. It just felt like a good story. It just felt in my heart good when I when I watched Ken Birch talk about Toronto and, and the Raptors franchise. Um, anyways, I, I hope he, he comes back as well. But that was just like just a wholesome guy to talk to and a, a wholesome story of a of a Canadian kid who just wants to play for for uh, you know the city and, and the country that he loves. <laughs> You know, and, you know, sentimentalism aside, he showed that he's a lot more of a uh, versatile, well-rounded basketball player, oh, yeah. to be quite honest, Bryce. I mean, in a yeah. lot, in the last, what, 20 games that he's played with the Toronto Raptors after being waived by the Orlando Magic. And he gave credit to the Orlando Magic uh, management for giving, for, yeah. for waiving him and giving yep. him an opportunity to, to play um with the Raptors and so beyond just the kind of the the the, the narrative about his homecoming it it uh it, it we benefited because of the type of player that he showed us to be and uh, I know Nick Nurse was sold immediately obviously coaching him with the national team but uh I didn't I I mean I don't know if you did Maybe you saw some footages on YouTube or something like that but Bryce I didn't know he could do all of that all of what he showed us on the court defensively. Yes, but not offensively, right. Shooting right. the corner three, putting the ball on the floor, seeing the pass, knowing how to roll, knowing, you know, it was great to see, you know, that dynamic that he was able to develop with Kyle Lowry and just like what a few games, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. so, um, um, and he's such a smarter basketball player that what was able to be showcased in Orlando. So uh, Montreal stand up, love you. Ottawa stand up, damn. Russell, Ontario. Russell, Ontario. <laughs> damn, we see you. We see you. Uh, and your cornfields. Um, let's, ta let's talk about the big players here, okay? Let's talk about specifically. I mean, I love Nick Nurse, He's, but he's back. He's got a contract, $8 million a year. I looked damn. that up last, last night. Uh, uh, a year? Yeah, he's the he and Rick Carlisle are tied for fourth for the most, uh, for the highest salary in the NBA for coaches. Um, Pop, Steve Kerr, and and Eric Spolstra are yeah. the top three. Makes sense, uh, right? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Interesting. But, Interesting. Uh, but Brad, let's, let's... It, Brad Stevens is not up there. Oh, oh, my bad. You didn't win a championship. My bad. Ah. My bad. My, uh, bad. Mm, mm, mm. my bad. My uh, bad. And it won't happen this year either, Brad. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Masai, Masai and Kyle. <laughs> let's talk about Masai and Kyle before we slander the Boston fan base uh, and the team. Um, who do you want to talk about first, man? Because either one of these is going to be very difficult. <laughs> let's let's go with the top. Let's go from the top. With the with the Jedi Master himself, <laughs> start um, from the top. Yeah, Masai Ujiri, um, and I. We're gonna play uh, to uh, you know a, a game here with Masai and Kyle. Okay, and, and I want you to be prepared for this. As um, we're gonna talk about what's your pitch. Okay, what is okay. what is it that you're going to ask Masai? Because you know Masai does this with players, but what is your pitch gonna be for Masai Ujiri? Um, I didn't listen to his exit interview. I'm not sure if he had one specifically, uh, but uh, going into this off season 
everyone's talked about, or at least I've read a bunch of articles that have said Masai is the number one free agent target. Um, so talk, talk to me about how you're feeling with Masai, uh, Masai's contract coming to a close and, and tell me about what your pitch is to Masai. Wow. Um, I bring the big guns. I, uh, it's all virtual. So I ask that John Tory, the mayor of the city, wow. uh, be pre be present. Um, I ask, um, finance minister, Christopher Freeland and deputy prime minister, Christopher Freeland to be present. Cause let's, let's be honest. She's really running the country. Um, thank goodness. <laughs> like, come on. Um, she, for her to be on the virtual call. Yeah. I, I ask retired former, um, general secretary, um, Kofi Annan of the United wow. Nations to be on that call. Damn. I'm not playing. No, I'm, no, if no. I'm, I'm, I if you. I'm MLSE, I'm, I'm not playing. And yeah. um, obviously it's, it should go without saying, but it's important. I, I ask uh, uh, Madame uh, uh, First Lady Ujiri to be on that call. Whoa, whoa. Okay. And this is two formatted. So this is the first part. And we make the pitch. We talk about Masai's value add to not just the city, but the country, his str the strategic role that the that MLSE plays um, in cultivating uh, identity and virtue um, um, and a sense of community spirit uh, beyond just the it's, it, and, and the country, but globally, right? Especially in a turbulent time that we are currently in. Um, and we ask that he um, assumes a new role, uh, 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 strategic executive role of, with MLSE um, that also involves uh, a, a undisclosed ownership percentage. Yeah. That, that isn't held by either Bell or Rogers. This is right. uh, Tenenbaum's uh, ownership group. Okay. Um, and we talk about how we will be supporting all of these, obviously, political actors will be supporting Giants of Africa and yeah. opening a, a central office here in Toronto, um, uh, kind of a headquarters. That's that. And that's the first role. And, and, and ask, obviously, input from Madame Ujiri, you yeah. know, in terms of what she would like and make sure that we accommodate as necessary. You know, does she want a formal role? Um, um, or, or would she just like to continue working in the background? There's that, right? Um, and then secondly, this is the second um, meeting. Right. You bring in, you, you know, if you thought the first one had the big guns, now we got um, um, President Obama himself is in this meeting. Damn. And we say, hey, um, this is not about title. This is not about um, um, what you can do in the NBA or you know, Giants of Africa. This is this is this is you know, global diplom diplomatic right. um, um, status here. This is legendary status, and this is a conversation. Put papers away. No accountants in the room, right? Right. Just just. Um, you know, and 
and we're having this conversation. Hey, Masai, now this is for an opportunity for us to listen to you. We, we can make the pitches and we have a pitch prepared, another pitch prepared, but right. this is for us to listen to what you want, because most likely we will, we will, uh, we will fulfill it because I think Masai Ujiri is one of a kind. I think we've lucked out. I think when history, when we look back at history, his impact on basketball is going to be maybe fourth on the list, Bryce. Right. There's going to be other accomplishments that he makes and impacts on the world that he ha- that he has that will be that will <clears throat> that will take precedent. And yeah. so uh, that's the type of um, kind of ne- negotiation scene that I'm creating. Yeah. Now, yeah. in terms of deliverables, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be straight ownership as well as agreeing to um, a WNBA franchise. Come on. Uh, that I don't. I don't think he will run. I think he will have one of his current staff, uh, one of the management, you know, role, you know, one of the members of his management team run. Um, but it, it will be, you know, it won't be too far from him because I definitely know he wants that to succeed. And I think he's going to build, you know, kind of a. If it's not a Canada basketball MLSC partnership, but kind of a, a, regional facilities across Canada. Right to continue to foster the game of basketball. Um, there's something to be said that you know he sees the opportunity of growth of the sport, uh, especially youth uh, sport, and I think he wants to take advantage of that and ride the wave that the 2019 championship run has actually uh, accelerated throughout this country. So, um, and I think there will be there will be political will because people want to be on the winning side. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I, I, I really don't think it's complicated, but I think there are some fine tuned intricate elements around ownership and what type of percentage, which obviously will be undisclosed, but we got them. I, I, I've heard 30 million uh, is, is the salary that, that could be offered. Uh, and I don't think that's unreasonable, to be honest. But I think he'd probably take 15 and 5% ownership um, over $30 million, but I could be wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll see what goes down there. Um, has, is he a citizen of Canada? I can't remember if he's got citizenship. I know Nick Nurse hasn't got it yet. It's a good question. I believe he has. Um, I heard that that was something that he 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 wanted for himself. Right. Yeah. If he hasn't got it, that's got to be given to him. Christian Freeland here. You were putting the you know, the papers are in front of him and you, and you let him know that that's happening for both he and his wife. Minister, Minister Hussein is going to accelerate that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Annan, quick tangent. Uh what is he Ghanaian? What's what's Kofi yeah, Annan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just wanted to make sure. So that would be some reconciliation between Nigeria and uh, and Ghana because their their tensions are like the states in Canada. But regardless, um, the other only other thing I would add to what you said um, in in your pitch is I might I, before the second one with Barack that was good. That was very good. Um, bringing in Barack. 
I want to pull at the heartstrings of Masai Ujiri, okay? And I'm, I'm going to have uh, a live, like, hour-long testimonial where kids from, from the Raptors Foundation who have been positively impacted by the Raptors get to speak about what Masai means to them. And mm. after an hour of that, the heart of Masai Ujiri will be so will be so malleable. It will be so soft and ready to mm. embrace the city as his own. I would even go so far as part of his contract after that testimonial is Tory saying that he'll step down should he win the next election, and Masai. Wow. Take, yeah, 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 yeah. So Masai will, you know, in four years from now, he'll transition from, you know, uh, president of basketball operations to, you know, to this mayor of Toronto slash 10% owner of Toronto. But that's just, you you really, you really want (laughs) Masai to oversee bylaws in Etobicoke. Like, I don't think that brother wants to involve himself with that type of boring tasks um, no no but that, that, that's that's simple things that he can he he's gonna delegate. make toronto he he's gonna make toronto uh, an even greater cosmopolitan city but he's also going to create pipelines of of scholarship money to giants of africa to bring kids here for the aau programs that are happening all across wow. the world. i okay, know there I, you go okay there hey, you go yep yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so hopefully bar- between Barack, Drake, Tannenbaum, can you just get out of the way, Tannenbaum? Like your time's up. Uh, hopefully Masai is back. Uh, it would be wonderful. We've got Kyle Lowry, my friend. We've got Kyle Lowry. I know this one is, you know, this is a more sensitive subject for both of us. You uh, go ahead then. Uh, so what, what's my pitch to, to Kyle Lowry? I mean, f- first of all, uh, this is difficult. I think you've talked about hitting a panic button, uh, getting, you know, the, the, the podcast kind of Batman light out. Should there be uh, Kyle, a Kyle move somewhere? Uh, even if he resigns, I think we should hit uh, the emergency pod button. Um, because that will be a, a good news podcast. But it, it's tough to even talk about um, either one of these guys leaving, but especially Kyle. What's my pitch to Kyle Lowry? I, I, I think, you know, I think I, I don't even go to, to, I don't even talk to Kyle first, okay? Um, he's in the room. He's in the room. But uh, who I talk to first are his kids. Cameron, Cameron and Carter. And I say to them, who are your best friends? Who are your best friends? What has time been like with them? Who are, you, who are your favorite teachers? What are your favorite restaurants? Who are your best friends on the block? How is Billy going to feel if you leave for Philadelphia? You know, like, let's talk about... The kids' lives. This is about the children, you said, Kyle. Um, let's talk about them first, and then we can t- can get to Kyle Lowry. Because, yeah, it is going to impact your kids, Kyle. 
uh, it is going to impact my kid, Kyle. <laughs> you leave. Um, the only benefit of Kyle leaving is that in six months, his jersey sale goes down so I can actually afford it. <laughs> but regardless, him leaving doesn't any good in 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 Toronto or anyone who loves Toronto Raptors basketball so uh, you know I think realistically uh if if we're going to get him to think long and hard from a financial perspective I think we're looking at three years 15 million a year um I think it's possible a two-year 20 million a year deal uh, is is reasonable for where he's at, what he's done for the franchise, uh, and it gives us a little bit of room. But if Kyle asks for two years, twenty five million a year, um, that's okay too. Uh, but I, I won't go too big uh, with him just just yet. But I, for me, Kyle Lowry has talked about ownership. Kyle Lowry has talked about coaching. Uh, Kyle Lowry has has talked about uh, running basketball business so if we get that WNBA franchise maybe as a first step before Masai takes over a complete ownership of the Toronto Raptors in, in in a decade maybe Kyle at the end of his career gets to own with Drake that WNBA team uh, I think that's something that that we could pitch to him um, maybe there's a long-term for, for him and Fred to coach the Toronto Raptors when their careers are done. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to put all kinds of legacy things in for Kyle. I'm going to put all kinds of business uh, things in. Does he want shares in, in, you know, the, the private jet charter jet uh, industry? I think so. I think he's been sold on that with, uh, with Drake. Uh, so I think there's all kinds of, business opportunities, but I think it starts with his kids. I think you got to talk about, uh, you know, um, the, the kids' friends <laughs> so that they don't depart. I know it's I – I, I'm guessing they've been in Tampa this year, so that might give them a, a, a little window. But I'll, I'll give them pictures of memories they've shared with, with their friends. How do they get those pictures? We don't have to ask those questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, if he is a six man, if he is the next Mono Ginobili late in his career, San Antonio Spurs 2014, uh, if he is that, I'm going to build him a second unit that is the best second unit. Can you imagine if we pick up a center in free agency, like a Jared Allen, doesn't have to be Jared Allen, but like a Jared Allen. Can you imagine Ken Birch, Chris Boucher, Kyle Lowry, Malachi Flynn. That's a pretty dangerous. You add uh, a dynamic three, kind of like a Vince Carter late in his career, but still got game 2012 Vince Carter. That is a type of lineup that I think Kyle Lowry easily becomes six man of the year. And I think that first unit in practice is a little nervous playing against that team because you know Kyle's going to talk trash if, they, if the second unit beats the first unit in scrimmage. All right, yeah. man, what's your pitch? What's your pitch? Oh, man. It, you know, I think there's some variables, some moving parts across the league that needs to play out first. Um, let's see what the playoffs give us in terms of losses and disappointments. Yeah. 
Uh, because I think if you have a LA Clippers team that is eliminated in the second round, right? You know, uh, they struggle in the first round, or you know, they eliminate in the second round. They'll they're going to do a, a slight overhaul. They won't yep. call it an overhaul, but someone like uh, Paul George will be moved, right? The because they don't have a yeah in the Clippers. <laughs> they don't have a lot of assets, so um, and they've been quietly. You know, uh, they've been quietly eyeing uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, they, they, their name didn't come up in the trade deadline, but they've, because I know that uh, Masai would consider trading with that franchise from hell, um, or especially management team. Um, like, you know, if his life depended on it. Nevertheless, I think that, uh, you know, especially, you know, you have, uh, I think someone like, I think someone, I don't know if it was Zach Lowe or someone, you know, Miami Heat have also been on the, yeah. on the yeah. eye of, I have been eyeing Kyle Lowry, uh, especially with Victor Oladipo's health yes. uh, yeah. in jeopardy. And, you know, uh, I don't know if he'll be re-signed by them this summer. Um and so you have them, obviously the 76ers, you know, they, you know, they, if they don't make it to the finals, they're going to have to again, make some, some big, you know, sh- franchise shifting decisions as it, as it implicates their roster. So I'm looking at those teams and what the outcomes are in, uh, in the playoffs. And that will inform us on the type of off season that will impact Kyle Lowry because he did say in his exit interview that sure, you know, he is going to prioritize and centralize family in this, like in in this decision uh, in in negotiating his contract. But at the end of the day, he talked about money and championship contention is, is are non-negotiables, right? So they, they run in in tangent with, uh, with, you know, the type of prospects he will be prioritizing. So, we, we know that we can't offer or, you know, uh, or guarantee Kyle being championship contenders next year. Can we be competitive? Can we win 50 plus? Sure. Um, are we in the immediate slot to compete for the chip? Uh, we're not automatic. We can make some moves and put ourselves in a discussion, but that's more in terms of how we, how we play. And so because that's up in the air, um, you know, Hey, Finally, same thing with Masai, two-part negotiation. First part, we're on the golf course. Nice. Having a good time, you know. Um, and uh, his brother's there because his brother talks a lot of the – takes care of the business. Thanks, Mom, for providing that information. Um, <laughs> and um, we, we talk – you know, we, we let Kyle have a good time, you know, beat us in, you know, in a round of – Round of eighteen. Um, and Round eighteen. He, he always likes playing thirty six. I hear. Oh gosh, um, eighteen man. We we we're not that, we're not that good. So we, we want to end that quick. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, we 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 give an opportunity for him to, you know, to map out what the off season options are for him, and um, and to tell him, hey, this is this is the type of role we have for you. Uh, next season much like of what you've just outlined right yeah um i'm i'm very big on the two-year contract uh 25 yeah. mil i think that's that's 
that's not even being generous. I think that is what he's earned. Uh, right. The type of player that he, the status of player that he he's become, and and it's also tradable, right? So it's not like uh, John Wall 30, 35, 40 nil, right? In the remaining of his con- you know last two years of his contract, that's hard to move. And the only piece that you can move with is someone else who has an arduous contract to move is a Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, neither of them have won a championship. Neither of them have, you know, kind of led their team um, to the chip. So that money shouldn't really reflect them, though they're incredible players. But someone like Kyle, you would go, you know, you would pay the tax. You'll go over because there's a lot more guarantees with what he could produce as a leader for your franchise. So, uh, so you could trade that contract if you choose so, and you're not having the type of year that you want, but you know, if in case of the Toronto Raptors at the trade deadline in year one or year two, so you want to have some flexibility. Um, I don't think Kyle is a big guy who's thinking about post career yet. I think Mm. he wants to continue playing, but you do mention, Hey, Toronto will have some opportunities for you to lead in, in many ways. I, and Kyle talks about, you know, wanting a coach. I think Kyle would want to manage. I think he's, yeah, I think he, he, you know, um, he's, he's, he gives off that type of um, um, angle right. as a, as a strategic thinker, uh, cerebral, leader right and who can cast a vision and and uh and can go in a boardroom and negotiate um your pants off kind of a thing right um so i i i um um yeah so i it's hard for me to kind of uh put down because i've you know me i don't think kyle is going to sign uh i i resign because i think he's going to prioritize the remaining healthy years he has playing right. years he has and yeah. try to go for a chip uh, to cement kind of his uh, or augment his legendary status. And, you know, he's on his, he's on his way to the hall of fame. And so I think there's myth uh, making that he wants to be involved in another guy to consider Bryce, who's also a free agent. I believe he has a one year. He has, he has the player option this year is, Chris Paul. Okay. And so Chris Paul, uh, if he chooses, can opt out and sign right. with a team that's also on the crust, who's desperate, yeah. who yeah. wants to make a run. Uh, there's whispers that he may go join the LA Lakers if, right. you know, if things don't work out in Phoenix and they're eliminated early. But nevertheless, I think he and Kyle, they're the turning yeah. points. And so yeah. Uh, depending on how that negotiation goes. And I think Kyle will be observant on the landscape. Um, um, But we know, we know it's, it's when it comes down to it, it's, it's not just his agent and it's just not Kyle, but it's these GMs of those franchises that we've just outlined. uh, Philly, (laughs) Miami, uh, LA, both LA's. They're going to come calling. They didn't make. They didn't make the. They didn't make the 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 decision. You know, they're uh, they took a cowardly decision uh, at trade deadline. I think they're going to come calling, and right. and and I think Kyle is going to be willing to 
opt in for a sign and trade in order for him to benefit the Toronto Raptors. Um, right. That's that's my that's my take. Yeah. Uh, also on player options, who uh, you know are are in LA right now, Serge Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard are are on player options, and if nothing else, they are missing the Toronto Raptors franchise because Alex McKechnie was able to prepare them for games better than anybody in the business. And, and where are they, where are they at these days? They, I mean, uh, they're struggling in, in the LA Clippers. They're losing games purposely. So purposely. they avoid purposely. LA Lakers. And, and Serge Ibaka's back is in knots. Uh, and is that because he's not as loose? He doesn't have his own shows. Uh, his own content creation that he had in, in Toronto, who knows, but uh, that's besides the point. Okay. Let's, we got to move on here because we have two more things to, to handle. One is another game, my friend. It's simple. Uh, you just answer uh, whether the person goes or stays it's will they stay or will they go? And, and it's just a simple one word answer. Uh, likely knowing us will expand on it a bit. But we're just going to go through the entire lineup. I think there's 14 guys on the, on the lineup. Uh, there might be other guys that I'm missing here, uh, but I don't know how important they are. We'll see if I, if I missed anyone. We're just going to do this quick, all right? I'm going to name a player. You just say whether they stay or they go, okay? Let's go. All right. Uh, Freddie Gillespie. Stays. I think you're right. I, I, I would agree with you. Uh, I think I think Freddie Gillespie stays. Um, Ken Birch, of course he stays. He stays. Resign. Stanley Johnson. It was great having you. All the best. <laughs> Let's keep in contact. I have your number. I have right. your email. I have you yeah. on WhatsApp. We love yeah. you, yeah. and all the best. Right, what the future holds for you. I, I even follow you on TikTok, but you're gone. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Bembry. DeAndre, you have, uh, you're an incredible young man. I think you have a lot more potential than what, uh, than what you, you think you do. And we hope that this last year was a growing opportunity um, for you as a basketball player and as a young man. Um, we're taking a different direction and therefore um, um, but if, if anything changes, you know, we will make sure to contact you and your agent directly. Um, again, we have your email, we have your phone number, we have you on WhatsApp. And, um, and I think your, um, your barber uh, contacts as well. We, we, we've kept, so all the best and uh, we love you. Uh, now, this, this might have already been decided, uh, so this might not be needed. Aaron Baines. <laughs> he might already be in Australia. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi, Aaron. This is, I'm just leaving a voice message. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry I didn't, we, I didn't respond to your calls. I know it's about 2 a.m., uh, where, wherever you are, maybe that I did this purposely. Hey, <laughs> I had a little word with your agent. 
I think we think you're a fantastic man, human being, father, husband, etc. We're just going in a different di direction. So um, you don't contact us. We'll contact you <laughs> if there's any further information. All right. Take care, mate. And uh, all the best in life. Now, who makes that call? Who's calling him? Bobby Webster? <laughs> Not even Bobby Webster, man. Um, they have one of the interns that are part of the Wayne Embry Fellowship. <laughs> that, that's their first task. Hey, guys, um, we have a list of players that we need to call, uh, a list of uh, individuals we need to call. Someone And someone remarks, is, is that Aaron Baines' phone number? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's your first task. Just tell them. <laughs> Just and we're not even and why is the call supposed to go out at two a.m. Uh, don't worry, just, just and he won't answer. Just leave a voice message. Just okay? follow the script. Just follow, <laughs> just follow the script. Just now, the now Aaron Baines receives a second phone call. Um, the, the organization doesn't even know about it. It's just a personal call. It's Nick Nurse, um, inquiring where. Aaron Baines gets his beard oil from and Aaron Baines sees the number and is like, Oh my gosh, maybe it was a mistake. It was just this intern I've never met before who just called me. Nick's calling me. Everything's great. I'm going back to the NBA and all Nick wants to know is about the beard oil that's going to be getting. But anyways, Aaron Baines is gone. Yuta Watanabe. He's back. He's back. Not, yeah. He's actually doing off season training with, with with the crew right in vegas yeah now as part of his contract dude was it yuda that called aaron baines it's <laughs> <laughs> like an initiation <laughs> no man i think i think Yuta has, 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 has gone beyond that he's on a different yeah. Yeah. status yeah. level yeah okay. that's way that's wayne embry wayne embry's yeah fellowship intern yeah yeah. Uh, Jalen Harris. Yes. Uh, he's back and there's a, a off season player development plan that he he'll be following. That's part of our in, internal um, uh, strategy moving forward for our young players. And so uh, he's part of it and he'll also be joining us for the summer league. Uh, can we, is it possible if we, can't play in Canada, although, again, I've told you this, I have good information, good sources saying that we will be in Toronto next year, the Toronto Raptors, to start the season. What are you, Peter Vesey? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to leave it there. Um, but if we don't get to, to play in Toronto, can we play in Dallas? Because Jalen Harris becomes Jason Tatum when he goes to Dallas. I'm sure. And I'm Luka sure Doncic... Luka Doncic looks like, you know, a scrub. Uh, that's, that's just me. Um, okay, Malachi Flynn. Yeah, similar to Jalen Harris. Uh, there's a player development plan uh, that he'll be following for the, for the offseason. He'll also be joining the Summer League. Um, yep. and, um, and for part of his summer, he's going to be – co-housing with Fred VanVleet. That is part of the kind of strategy that we have. Um, we don't know what Fred VanVleet has in store. It's all designed by Fred. 
uh, or Coach Fred <laughs> in the offseason. Um, yeah. Or I should say Sergeant Van Vliet <laughs> for, for Malachi. Um, is that involving washing his vehicle, his, his Lambo? Does that involve you know, uh, you know, driving, you know, Sergeant for, uh, Van Vliet's wife to uh, uh, appointments. Um, possibly changing diapers. Possibly <laughs> changing diapers, you know, and some, some people will say, well, what are we doing here? Are we demasculating uh, Malachi Flynn? No, we're actually improving his work ethic. We're rolling right. his sleeves, right? Yeah. You want to you wanna put in the time as a, as a Raptor, uh, point guard, you got to put in the time in improving your work ethic. And that's not just on the court, but that's throughout life. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Fred um, hooks him up with, uh, you know, a partner in the off season to say, you know what, wow. it's, it's also about having balance and perspective wow. to be wow. like, you need to grow up. And so, uh, you know, start a family, you know, you know, you, you know what wow. starting a family wow. did for Fred Van Vliet in the 2019 wow. playoffs. Uh, we don't have to go very far. Um, so Dang. to be like, hey, you, it's time for you to grow up and become a man, become a professional. Uh, let me qualify that. It's not just about becoming, quote unquote, becoming a man. It's you becoming a, 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 a um, <clears throat> mature human being in the fashion in which that will complement your basketball uh, growth. Wow. Okay. Shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm giving my own. You want Fred to mentor you this summer. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Hello, Fred. This is Zaya Kuyena. Again, leaving you my 55th voicemail message. <laughs> um. Malachi Flynn, just on a side note, we talked about how, you know, Kyle and, and Fred have, have influenced him, impact him. There were moments on the court that he looked like Fred or, or Kyle, just some of the movements or uh, some of his awareness. There was a little Tony Parker I also saw uh, at the end of the season in Malachi Flynn game. Anyways, I'm just going to leave that there. I've always, actually, I've always seen that in his, in his game, you go. Bryce, uh, since college. He did, yeah. I think Tony Parker was, was a lot was slightly more uh, yeah. quicker with the yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. The moves are there. Uh, the floater game is there. Um, Malachi Flynn actually has a better jump shot earlier in his career than Tony yeah. Parker. And I think you would confirm that. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, you're right. All right, Kyle Lowry. Um, he doesn't stay. I, 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 I the regardless of how I narrated the negotiations, uh, I don't think he will stay. So wow. um, it's, it's not that you don't want him to. He just, you know, he's just, right. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it's going to, we're going to pour some malt liquor. Oh for gosh. That, for that, because it's going to be hard. Uh, it will be a drunk. Way. It'll be a drunk podcast. My friend, when that happens, forget emergency. I'll be wasted for that one. Uh, and since he's going and, and, because we love Kyle so much, we can do this, spend a little more time with him rather than Aaron Baines. Uh, where does he go? Where do you want him to go? Well, I wanted him to go uh, in a trade deadline, uh, Philly, right? Philly is going to have to make a decision and they're yeah. going to have to move some, some pieces. They're, they're, right. they're, de they're delaying it. Um, yeah. But it's going to, this playoffs is going to, going to expose them. Uh, and hey, I'm prepared to, to call myself out if I'm wrong, 
But I, right. I don't think that this team, the way that they're designed, regardless of how well they're coached, just yeah. the way that they're designed, I don't know if they can beat the top Eastern Conference um, contenders, right? Milwaukee, um, uh, Brooklyn. And I, I mean, I'm even, I'm even suspicious that they can beat a Miami Heat. I, yeah, um, I, I, they got lucky. Rated. They got yeah. lucky that Miami wasn't on their side of the bracket for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so I'll leave that there. And I would like for uh, hometown uh, Kyle Lowry to return to Philly and to right. uh, because if if he does then deliver a chip to Philly. Yeah. Yes. Th- th- we're yeah. talking. Give him the crown. Yeah. You, you want to talk about a, a statue of Kyle Lowry outside yeah, yeah, yeah. the Scotiabank Arena? Yeah. My dude, he's gonna have a. You know, uh, North Philly, there's going to be a yep. statue in North Philly of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a boulevard named after him, too, uh, just like uh, Lakeshore Boulevard. Um, I think he's going to Miami, and I like that he's going to Miami because I think they have more to give us back. I think a guy like Duncan Robinson, uh, Promise Achuo, and uh, and a couple other guys, I think they have more to offer us, but that's – and you know what? He just went to Florida. I think there's he, he loves Jimmy Butler. Uh, the weather's better there. He can always go back to Philly. That's just my take. Uh, Chris Boucher. He stays. Stays. Yeah. He's part of our, unsu- uh, our unsung core. Yeah. You know, he's not Fred. He's not OG. He's not Pascal. But he's, he's still part of that championship yep. um, pedigree. Uh, yeah that's left on our roster. And I think it's important to maintain our organizational culture. Yep. So, uh, so having him as a staple is important. And I think he's, he's deserving. He, he's, he's punched Definitely. above his weight. And, Definitely. Uh, I mean, here's yeah. a guy who's going to be on, you know, top five, if not top three for most improved player and six man of the year award. Exactly. Like he's played that good that he should be recognized at least in the top five, if not the top three for either of those, uh, if not both of those. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. He back. He back. Uh, OG Ananobi. Oh, he's definitely back. Yeah. Would, would you burn down any buildings if OG gets traded or somehow? I will pull a, 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 a version of Dirk Nowitzki um, in – and going far off in some Australian desert. Right. And, oh, wow. As, as Meditating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll wow. just be tough. I'm exaggerating, but it'll be tough. I'll have to, yeah. you know, I miss him. Uh, we'll miss him and and more so the, the type of personality he's given the Toronto Raptors because I think um, – there he's been he's been a very different guy a cat you know kind mm-hmm. of eclectic and i think yeah. that not just the fan base the toronto fan base has appreciated but i think he's um i think many of us ardent uh basketball fanatics have appreciated the levity that he's offered yeah and so um so and, and and i think we pride ourselves that he's in a toronto raptor jersey so if yeah. he if he's a chip that's moved yeah. Oh my gosh, Bobby Webster, you're going to have to justify yourself, bro. Oh my gosh. Uh, unlike you, I don't retreat when I'm mad about something. Uh, and I would be quite mad if OG or Fred got got pushed somewhere. Uh, I go Guy Fox on, on things. 
Antifa. Um, so. You're going on. You're going Antifa. You burn. You're you're throwing uh, Molotov cocktails and stuff. Burning. I I think it's a bigger explosion, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, I mean, I, I might be calling uh, Bobby Webster Kiki Vanderway. <laughs> oh, gee. Now, mind you, I said, I said Antifa because they're far left, right? They're far left <laughs> radicals. So you're already anti-establishment. So I know that... <laughs> I know, I don't know, as MLSC's facilities going to get right. damaged? Yeah, yeah. Just be just be aware. That's the kind of character that I am uh, when I get mad. Okay, Fred Van Vliet. Wow. Oh, he back. Oh, he back. Put the and, belt uh, over across his... Yeah, there you go. And finally, Pascal Siakam. Um... Uh, Masai, Bobby, and Nick Nurse are going to have a sit down with yeah. him. Yeah. And we're going to have a conversation about expectations. Yeah. And, and standards. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, we're not going to embellish here. We're, we're not going to say it's been a complete disappointment this past year, but there have been incidences in this past season yeah. that have been out of character and that need to be addressed and, we seek to have them not repeated for the sake of his own development and his career and his professional stature, but also for the sake of our franchise, because those are non-negotiables. And I think unlike any other guys, you know, we're not having that conversation with the other guys, but we're also not having conversations with that, with, you know, other dudes, because that's not what the, the, the degree you know, the degree of the pressure isn't on any on anyone else's sh- shoulders as it is on C- like Siakam's. So that's it. Not a long meeting, but it's a meeting nonetheless. Yep. And his brothers are not there to protect him either. It's just him. Right. Right. No agent yeah. either. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, you know, if there's one guy that that could get moved and there's packages that you know groups have put out there uh bleacher report and others uh have have put out some ideas of of where he he could get traded i don't think he's going to get traded i think there's too much in him i think there's too much with him and fred and og and i i I think there's you know a lot of chemistry and a lot of complementary uh skills that go with with pascal and i think he's got huge upside still i think we have not seen the best of pascal siakam yet so i i would i would hate to trade him um all right well that that's the list we've we've gone through everybody i think uh we would agree on on pretty much everybody there whoa 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 whoa, whoa. who'd Uh, i forget who'd i forget you didn't forget anyone but um we, we did lose Chris Finch this past year as the associate head coach, yeah. right? Um, he obviously replaced Nate Bjorkman, uh, who's Indiana Pacers, will be in the playoffs this year. Uh, we're rooting for you, Nate, uh, despite the false, the fake news surrounding you and the team. Um, is there a coach, assistant coach out there in the league that you'd like to um, be added to their coaching staff? Well, I, you know, when when we fired Dwayne Casey, yeah, uh, probably my first pick was Nick Nurse, to be yeah. honest. 
Okay. Um, and so for me, I'm, I look etern- in, internally. Okay. And for me, uh, my guy's J- Jamma. I want, really? I want yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamma yeah. getting that seat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a um, or, That's a or, or I go, or I go Brittany. Um, Whoa. Okay. Wow. I, I, th- I think there's enough in, in both of them. Um, I think they know the team well. I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it, just it's a not. Just a reminder, Bryce, just a reminder. Well, that seat is essentially like a trampoline. It kind of, you, you jump on that seat and that's preparing you to be a head coach somewhere else in the league. So sure. that's what that seat is. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Um, obviously, you know, Sergio Scarleo is there, so you've got a more veteran character. Um, there's a couple other guys, Adrian Griffith is right there. Adrian Griffin is right there. So, um, yeah, that's who, that's who I, that's who I'm, uh, having now you could, you could have Adrian be put in that spot too. Um, but, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go jam on man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, I've never, I haven't heard anything. I haven't read anything, but when he was released by the Atlanta Hawks, right. I Lloyd was Pierce. quite disappointed. And I thought about Lloyd Pierce yeah, yeah, yeah. joining us in the off season. And I feel like the type of direction that we're going as a franchise, it's, we need to inject something new right. uh, to the team. I know, especially, you know, and I'm projecting that, you know, we will lose Kyle Lowry and free agency. And so, I think there's a turning of the page. And I think with this pivot, it's an opportunity for us to kind of inject the team with something refreshing. And this guy has, you know, he's, you know, he's coached with coach pop and he has a track record and solid, solid track record. And I thought that he could probably join our staff and again, just grooming him in order for him to kind of jump to his next gig. But in the meantime, for him to contribute to the development uh, both analytically, but also in terms of, um, you know, kind of providing that leadership, not uh, even off the court, because he, he, he was one of the key coaches um, leading the efforts, uh, you know, in last summer, you know, uh, in light of the kind of the, 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 the killing of George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. So as uh, in the NBA, and I thought that, you know, he kind of cemented his stature in the NBA, in the league, as uh, a leader amongst his peers. Yes, I'm calling out some coaches that don't even stand up publicly on these types of subject matters. Yes, I'm looking at you, Coach Bud. Um, um, but yeah, Coach uh, Coach Pierre. But that's that could be a reach. That's just my imagination running wild. There you go. There you go. Uh, my friend, we have uh, definitely uh, broken the record for longest pod here. My today. gosh. We'll okay. see what happens uh, after the editing. However, uh, one thing to uh, or two things to plug. Um, we still have episodes that we're going to do. They'll be more thematic based. Uh, we're going to have at least one on the WNBA. And I'm working. I'm going to I'll tell you this off air, but I'm working at getting us an interview, uh, an interview pod, much like the Lindsay Hamilton one. Um, so just, just keep, keep that, uh, uh, you know, in, in your minds, listeners, uh, that there, there might be listeners, listeners, you even, you haven't even told me like, who are we talking about here, man? I'll, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you off air, uh, very, very quickly. Um, 
But uh, we also have the debut of of Evelyn Diamond, my daughter, uh, coming Damn. on a, a, a pod in in the weeks to come, so that she can uh, go, go, get, on, go. Get, her, get on her soapbox, uh, get behind, uh, um, you know, the uh, Miami Heat, the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler. Um, she she can preach when it's uh, about Jimmy Butler. So uh, that podium is all hers when that comes uh, time for that uh, pod. Uh, we also have a playlist. I plugged this last time. We also have a, a Jurassic View season one playlist on Spotify. Favorite, all, favorite all, track, favorite track that you continuously go to on that list. Gosh, man, that is, that is tough. Uh, I think there's one that keeps me positive. <laughs> because <laughs> this season's been so low uh that i need some some positivity uh i think is the loopy fiasco song the show must go on i think is my the one that i go back to a lot but my favorite track uh on that just from this the sound is so good the 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 vibes of that song just like Oh, I remember the video is uh, Mary J and Method Men. You're, you're all I need. Uh, what, what, about, what about you, ma'am? Um, bro, I don't think you added this. Uh, neither did I, because I think I contributed uh, as well. Um, 93 till infinity. Damn. I, I, it, the vibe, ha- it has a summer vibe. It, the yeah, weather is definitely. The, the, the weather, by the way, is beautiful it, it, yeah. here in Ottawa. And yeah, so, yeah. and, and it, it just reminds me of how far we've come. Um, and it reminds me that, you know, the soul, souls of mischief, it's, there's a playful kind of West coast, you know, fl- vibe, you know, but they come strong with rhymes. Uh, we're both nineties hip hop heads. So, you know, there's nostalgia um, and that to our listeners, there's a long story, but that <laughs> that 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 ninety three till infinity was almost going to be the title of our pod, but there there was some um, there was some uh, there were some issues with right. with right. with with, uh, with, with uh, securing that. But uh, nevertheless, that's the track that's on my mind, and it should be on the season one uh, soundtrack. Respect it there respect um all right man well uh you have yourself a good day um if you need a nap after this uh episode (laughs) make sure you take it uh if you need uh a written note to say why you were (laughs) to say why you were away from from things uh i can i can write you a note is an official note uh but that's okay uh but enjoy enjoy this day man it's going to be another beautiful day uh it feels like june late june and we're only in mid-may uh but yeah uh a, a, a hell of a season can't wait for the revenge tour next year getting back to toronto but for now this is what we got and we got to hold on to what we got right absolutely all right my man peace peace <laughs>